It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simiou, and we are heading in to what is a huge, huge game for the football club, for this season, for the future of Arsenal. It's absolutely imperative that Arsenal get themselves back into the Champions League sooner rather than later. The longer we go without it, the more difficult it becomes to get back to where we belong. And that is right at the top of European football. Well, you saw how many supporters turned up at the Emirates Stadium the other night to make their feelings clear. Uh, it just shows what a huge club we are in comparison to many of those around us. And um that was a day I was proud to be an Arsenal fan. So let's hope that Arsenal can go out to Villarreal and make us proud again. Big good morning or good afternoon, I should say. What am I talking about? Good morning. Uh, good afternoon to everybody who is joining us live at the moment. And a big hello to those of you who will either be watching this back later on or listening to it via the podcast platforms. Uh, great to have you all on board ahead of what is, as I say, a huge, huge game for the football club. On this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be discussing the lineup. I would like to see Mikel Arteta name tonight, and I'll be sharing with you guys my prediction for this fixture. I'd also like to hear from you guys in the live chat, your predictions, your thoughts on the lineup that I'm going to pick, uh, and any other questions you have, we'll address those, of course, or as many of those as we possibly can between now and the end of the show. So, um, I've been thinking a lot about the lineup that should face uh, that should face Villarreal in this first leg of the semi-final tie. And of course, in my mind, in the lead up to this game, I'd already ruled out Lacazette. I'd ruled out Kieran Tierney. I was kind of tentative about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You know, we heard last week that he was ahead of schedule in terms of his recovery. Of course, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was suffering with malaria. So I was a little bit more confident about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang returning. And then, of course, Mikel Arteta delivered some really positive news yesterday in which he revealed that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Alexander Lacazette and Kieran Tierney are all in contention to feature in this game. Huge, huge boost for Arsenal. But the question and the big question is how fit are they and are they fit enough to take a risk? How much do you need to get them into the side? Um, and does that, does the need outweigh the risk that you're potentially putting on these players? with regards to their fitness. That is the big question, isn't it? That's what Mikel Arteta has got to think about going into this one. In an ideal world, we'd all love to have Kieran Tierney start a left-back. We'd all love to have Alexander Lacazette in the team and probably Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang as well, or, or at least one of the two anyway. So it's been, um, you know, it's been quite difficult for me actually to think about the lineup that I want to see selected tonight, taking all of those factors into consideration, taking into consideration the, the fitness of those players, are, how fit are they, taking into consideration the fact that this game is huge for us. 
it's been really, really tough. And actually, I probably still am not 100% settled on the lineup I'd go for at the time of recording this. I I feel like I might talk myself into certain decisions uh, during sort of sharing the lineup with you guys. And I feel like I could still potentially change my mind between now and tonight's kickoff. Just a quick reminder as well uh, that this podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods. If you wish uh, to check out their products, head over to the link in the description. If you enter the discount code, you can also get 15% off of your order as well. So my big thanks to Earth Echo Foods for their support of the podcast. While I'm at it, while I'm reminding you guys uh, of things, why not come along tonight and join us for the live watch along? Did one for the Slavia Prague second leg, which I really, really enjoyed. Obviously, the performance and result massively helped uh, in that department, but it brought us good luck. So if you fancy coming over, um, putting the watch along on while you have a couple of beers, enjoy some alternative commentary to that you would be getting on BT Sport or, or any other broadcaster, wherever you're watching it from, then uh, please do so. We'd love to have you. So, uh, yeah. Come and come and check it out live on this very channel from 7.45 p.m. And if you're listening via the audio, uh, then check out the YouTube channel and you can join us for live coverage of that game. We'll also be bringing you a post-match show as well uh, at around about 10.15 UK time tonight. And then, of course, tomorrow we'll be doing our tactical analysis of the game between Villarreal and Arsenal. Right, let's kick off then with running through the lineups. Now, there's been a lot of debate and discussion about Bern Leno. Of course, Bern Leno comes into this, into this game off the back of making a really bad error against Everton in the Premier League last Friday. Many of you have called for him to be dropped. Many of you have called for him to be left out of the side this evening. And whilst I understand the argument for it, because Bern Leno has made numerous errors this season... I'm not sure I can justify leaving him out of the team. And I'll explain the reasons why. First of all, Bern Leno, as I always say, yes, has a mistake in him, but also has the ability to pull off match-winning saves. And you feel like if you're going to go all the way in a competition like this, if you're going to compete at the highest level, you kind of need uh, those players who are capable of the big moments. And Bern Leno is certainly capable of it. So I am going to stick with Bern Leno in goal. I don't think you can just drop players based on one mistake. Um, I know in Bern Leno's case, it isn't just one mistake, but I feel like the alternative, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're telling me that we're going to bring Manuel Neuer in goal, right? If, if we leave Bern Leno out. You're talking about Matt Ryan, who, in my opinion, is a very capable deputy. But that's exactly the key word, right? Deputy. He is a deputy goalkeeper for a club like Arsenal and nothing more than that. So, does first of all, does Mikel Arteta have the balls to drop Bern Leno? I don't think he does. And secondly, would I have the balls to do it? Probably not. Uh, so, I'm going to stick with Bern Leno in goal. You know, it could be a decision uh, that if Mikel Arteta makes it, blows up in our faces, given that he has been um, error-prone for, for long periods of this season. You know, he's, he's had really good spells, but he's also had uh, a number of sort of disappointing moments. So I'm going to go with Leno in goal. And, but that wasn't a decision I, I just kind of took lightly. I, I've been thinking about this one over the last couple of days. I've done a lot of research on Villarreal as well. Um, I think that Villarreal are a far better offensive unit than they are defensive. And I worry... Um, that our goalkeeper tonight is going to have to make saves. Bern Leno doesn't really have a problem uh, making outstanding saves. 
some of the the general things, some of the more sort of what you would think would be the simplest sides to his game uh, have shown errors and, and have proven to be problematic. But I would go with Bern Leno in goal. Now, another contentious position is the left-back position, right? We, As I say, we've heard that Kieran Tierney could be in contention to return to the side. But how fit can Kieran Tierney possibly be? Mikel Arteta described him as having worked like a beast in recent days in training. But is it enough to get him into the starting lineup? I'm not 100% sure that it is. Um, having said that, you know, what what do we do? Do we stick with Granite Xhaka at left back? Do we, um, you know, do we do we put Cedric there? You know, the, one of the big factors that is uh, you know bothering me, and and I don't claim to to know exactly what Villarreal are going to do in terms of their team selection, but I'm pretty certain that Chukwesi, Samuel Chukwesi. Um, is going to play on the right wing for Villarreal. And he's extremely quick. And I worry about playing Granite Xhaka in that position and facing that pace. The other alternative is perhaps to play Bukayo Saka at left back. But I feel that that takes too much away from us in the offensive areas. So I'm reluctantly, reluctantly, and I'm saying this, you know, it's the key word, reluctantly, going to stick with Granite Xhaka there. And and some people will raise their eyebrows at this, but I'll explain why in a minute, because I want to see Cedric at right back. I've not been convinced by Hector Bayerin's performances of late. And I think that we need, you know, I think that we really do need uh, to, to consider the right back position in this as well. I'll explain to you why I've gone with Xhaka in a little bit when I name the centre-backs in the midfield, uh, because then I'll, I'll be able to make a little bit or make it a little bit clearer sort of my thought process to you guys. But at centre-back for me tonight, I'm going with Rob Holding and I'm going with Pablo Marie. Now, yes, there's an argument that Gabriel should play. And Gabriel, in my opinion, in, in Mikel Arteta's mind, um, is, is Arsenal's first choice centre-back. But for me... It just feels like Pablo Marie and Rob Holding have a much better understanding and a much better partnership. I, I really do believe that. So those two are the centre-backs for me tonight. I can see lots of you in the, in the comments not agreeing with my decision to, to play Granite Xhaka at left-back. And I'll come on to explain that in a little bit when I do talk about you know the, the midfield as well, because I think it's important that you look at the whole picture uh, when making this decision. Listen, lots of you disagree. You know, Shano says, I'm out. That's how strongly he feels about it. He's leaving the stream. Uh, Cavill says, we need Xhaka in that midfield. Partey with Xhaka is not as effective. I agree with that. Uh, Matt says, I'm raising my eyebrows, Harry. Xhaka will get exposed by their winger. Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't deny that Samuel Chukwesi is, is very quick and he's a very, very tricky customer. But there's a reason for my decision and I'll explain it. Um, you know, I'll explain it. Moving on to the midfield, though, I think it's it, obviously it's going to be Thomas Partey um, and it's going to be Danny Ceballos for me. And ahead of them, I'm going to go with um, Martin Odegaard. Oh, do, do I go? No, I, I'm, I'm going to scrap that. How, oh, this is a tough one. How fit is Martin Odegaard? He came on as a sub against Everton. That was it. You know, I'm going to go with Smith Rowe to start the game. I'm going to go with Smith Rowe to start the game. I'm going to go with Pepe on the left. I'm going to go 
with Saka on the right. And if he's fit, then I'm going to go with Lacazette through the middle. That would be my Arsenal side uh, for tonight. Now, let me explain a little bit about why I've gone with some of the decisions I've gone with. Um, I know that loads of you will be raising your eyebrows about that. But let's have a look. So Villarreal's formation is a 4-4-2. It's a 4-4-2 with two deep-lying midfield players. Okay, so they play with two number sixes, essentially, in the middle of the park. Well, that's at least the way they've been playing um, in recent weeks. So based on that, well, that's partly why I've gone with this decision. So what we've seen when Granit Xhaka has played at left back more often than not, when Arsenal have possession is we've seen a, a little bit of a shift in the shape. We've seen Ceballos pull out slightly left to receive the ball. We've seen Pablo Marie shift across and we see Xhaka tuck into this position here. Now, why I think it might be important to play this way rather than playing with a traditional back four is because Villarreal have two centre forwards. Now, you might disagree and that's absolutely fine, but this is my reasoning. OK, and in Villarreal, uh, they have Moreno, Gerard Moreno, their top goal scorer, and they have an, a very... Uh, Another very capable striker in Paco Alcatha. So they have the ability to hurt you with those two centre-forwards, right? And two centre-forwards with two centre-backs is not something you see very often in the game anymore because it's very difficult for two centre-backs to, to get tight and to cope with two centre-forwards. Very rarely in football in 2021 will you see a back two up against the front two. It, it doesn't happen anymore. And I think Mikel Arteta in his mind will be worried about that, you know, that system, will be worried about the the, the presence of Moreno and Alcatha. What you're also going to get is you're going to get Chukwesi uh, coming up the right-hand side. And I'm not 100% sure who's going to play on the left wing, but you're going to, I'm sure you're going to get the left wing, uh, the left winger coming down that side too, because the idea of playing with two deep midfielders is to, to allow that, to happen is to allow your two wingers to go forward with a little bit more freedom and it's to allow you to play with two centre forwards. Now, I don't envisage the right back coming forward too much. The right back is one Foyth, um, who's of course on loan from Spurs. He's been playing there of late and I have identified him in the, the lead up to this game as um, as one of the potential weaknesses in this Villarreal side. I think that he's somebody who can be got at. I think he's somebody who struggles with the press. And it's why I'd put Nicola Pepe, a player with much more pace, out on the right-hand side to deal with him. I've picked Smith-Rowe because I just worry about Odegaard's fitness. I totally appreciate that Mikel is a massive fan, though, of Martin Odegaard, and that might make a difference uh, in the selection. But I think that Smith-Rowe is someone who, for the first 60, 65 minutes of the game, is always extremely effective, links up really well with Pepe and Saka, but fades a little bit later on in the game. So if Odegaard hasn't got 90 minutes in the tank, it feels smarter to go with Smith-Rowe and then bring Odegaard in later on. And again, this is the team I would pick, not necessarily the one that I believe Mikel will pick. Now, I, you look at the midfield and, and I talked about Ceballos pulling out to this left position to get on the ball. But when Arsenal are without the ball, he is going to have to tuck in and he is going to have to support Thomas Partey. If Arsenal can impose themselves in the midfield area and really dominate that area of the pitch, then I feel Arsenal have a huge, huge chance of winning this game. 
I believe Arsenal will create chances, right? I really do. But I think the midfield is key here. And I think with Lacazette dropping that, if he is, of course, up front or whoever the centre forward is, dropping that little bit deeper, Smith Rowe chipping into and Ceballos stepping in from that slightly different position he seems to play when Xhaka is at left back. I think Arsenal can really, really dominate Villarreal in that area and cut off potentially some of the supply to Alcatha and Moreno and to Chiquese because... Danny Parejo will be sitting deep in that midfield looking to pick out passes for Villarreal. Um, you know, and, and if we can get in his face and we can stop him doing that, I think Arsenal really stand a, a wonderful opportunity of coming away from uh, Villarreal with a really positive result. Now, I understand the worry about Chukwesi on the right-hand side uh, up against Xhaka. The, the, the only thing I would say, as I said already, is that I like the idea of the it becoming a back three at times. And also, Granite Xhaka playing that left back is not going to get caught up the pitch. Granite Xhaka at left back is not going to get caught trying to overlap Nicola Pepe. And then we're going to leave that side completely vulnerable with Pablo Marie having to move across and then Holding having to shift across and Arsenal leaving themselves exposed. Pablo Marie doesn't have the pace either to get out and, and deal with a, a pacey winger. But I guess some people's way of looking at it will be, well, in a straight foot race, Chukwesi beats Granite Xhaka all ends up and it's very easy for him to do that. My way of looking at it is if your left back doesn't go forward and holds his position correctly, where is Chukwesi going to go? Who is Chukwesi going to run in behind if the left back doesn't go forward? So that's my way of looking at it. Yes, of course, there will be situations where Chukwesi will look to isolate Granite Xhaka and none will know better than Unai Emery of Granite Xhaka's shortcomings. But the idea of playing Cedric there also scares the shit out of me. And the idea of playing Bellerin at right back doesn't fill me with confidence either. So on that basis, I've weighed up all the pros and cons of all of it. And I think actually playing with a left back who isn't going to go forward the way Granite Xhaka isn't, who is capable of tucking in and adding a third uh, and becoming a third centre-back when faced with Villarreal's two centre-forward players. I think that we, you know, I think we'd be better served that way. And as I say, people will disagree and that is absolutely fine. And I'm going to put my hand on my heart and say that I'm looking at this and I'm sort of talking myself into why I think it's the best way to go. I'm not 100% convinced. Because I'm just not, you know, if Kieran Tierney is fit enough to play, then it's a bloody no-brainer. And you take Granit Xhaka out of the defence, you put him into Danny Sabahis' position and you put Kieran Tierney at left back. That's the ideal scenario. But is, is that, um, is that the case? Is he fit enough to start the game? I don't know. And, and that, that's my big worry. Um, a lot of people uh, disagreeing with me in the chat box. And that's absolutely fine. You know, I've got no issue with that. I understand the concern, as I've said. Um, John says, could have said that about Richarlison. And how did that work out, Harry? Well, in all honesty, John, Richarlison did nothing. What did he do apart from put a cross into the penalty area that Bern Leno spilt in his own goal? Did, was Richarlison a constant thorn in Arsenal's side? against Everton the other night? I don't think so. I don't think Everton did anywhere near enough to win that game. Richarlison skips past Granit Xhaka once. And when he does, 
even still, Bern Leno has got to be saving that. It's a routine claim from Bern Leno that he's put in the back of his net. And if if that does if that mistake from Bern Leno doesn't occur, then we're not talking about Granit Xhaka and we're not talking about Richarlison exposing him. I, I don't think Richarlison over the course of the game caused Xhaka many problems. That's kind of my point. Um, and if the goalkeeper does his job, then we're not even talking about the one time that he skips past him. Yeah, Granit Xhaka sold himself on that particular occasion, got caught uh, in a dangerous position. It's a risk you run, you know, playing this way. But if Kieran Tierney is not fit, I, I don't see what other way we can we can accommodate this. I, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's really tough. It's, it's really tough, man. And um I see both sides of the argument. I really, really do. But I just, I've weighed up all the pros and cons. I've weighed up what it means for us in other positions. I've weighed up the fact that Villarreal played with two centre forwards. I've weighed up the fact that I don't really want to see Bellerin playing at right back and that I don't want to take Bukayo Saka out of the front line. And that's why I've come up with that, with this solution, if you like. Kai Hin in the chat says, um, Gabriel was a left back. I've seen a lot of people talking about that on social media over the last sort of 24, 48 hours. But have we ever seen him play there? Is that a risk you'd like to take in a game like this? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I really don't know. Sam says, I can't see why they would make him travel if he's not fit, Harry. Yeah, that's a good point as well. Um, but you can take him with you on the basis that you're going to assess him right up until the game's uh, about to kick off. It's just for me, look, I mean, we were talking about two weeks ago, we were talking about Kieran Tini missing the rest of the season and needing an operation. And two weeks later, he's available again. It just, for me, it just seems absolutely bonkers. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Um, let's see. Um, Kenny says, uh, playing Xhaka versus Chukwesi is stupid. Do you guys realise his pace? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware of... of of Samuel Chukwesi and, and the pace that he possesses. But we're not talking about, uh, actually, I'm not even going to say this because I might jinx it, but Chukwesi's played 27 times in La Liga this season and he scored four goals. So I'm, I'm not looking at Samuel Chukwesi and going, my God, we're coming up against the peak eye and Robin here. I'm looking at someone who has the attributes to cause Arsenal problems. But I do believe that if Granit Xhaka is needed to play there, um, you know, and doesn't go forward, which he doesn't really do playing at left back, then I think for the most part, if everybody else does their job around him, if Ceballos chips in with helping out on the left-hand side, if Pepe works back, I think Arsenal can, can cope with Chukwesi. I, re I really do. I really do believe that could be famous last words right and i hope i'm i'm proved you know completely you know i hope i'm not proved wrong here but yeah exactly and, and this is this is my point as well this is really well put from alfie it's a bit simplistic to suggest a fast winger will always exploit a slower fullback it's football not fifa exactly there are so many other factors you have to consider the 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 setup of the overall team you have to consider tactically how good these players are. You have to consider whether, you, you know, the, the fullback has been given a particular task, which could be to sit back and then obviously those spaces in behind 
don't exist. There, it, it is very simplistic to just say that the faster winger wins all the time. If that was the case, most of the time we look at wingers and we go, yeah, they're very quick and they're very pacey. Um, you know, and and they should win in theory, but often defences are able to keep them out. So better wingers than Samuel Chukwesi have been kept quiet by slow, slow fullbacks. So that, that's my point here, right? I, I mean, I think we're writing Granit Xhaka off. And I think barring that one moment where he committed himself against Richarlison, which shouldn't have led to a goal anyway, you know, he hasn't really been exposed at that position. And I, and I think that, as I said already, if that goal against Everton doesn't go in, which it shouldn't, then we're not even questioning or, or we're not questioning Granit Xhaka's ability to play in this position half as much as we are now. I think we're going into panic mode off the back of what happened against Everton. And I think that actually on the, on the, when you look at the overall picture and that's what Mikel Arteta has got to do, he's got to look at the overall picture here. I think it's probably still the best way to play. Um, if of course, Kieran Tierney is not fit. Now, if Kieran Tierney is fit enough and he's selected in the lineup, this is a pointless conversation because if he is ready, he plays at left back and he makes Arsenal a much better team. But what I would say is, as better as Kieran Tierney is at left back, and of course he is by a million miles, Kieran Tierney, if he plays, will not sit back. Kieran Tierney, if he plays, will be up and down that flank from the first minute. And actually, in some ways, that gives Samuel Chukwesi more space to exploit in behind. So it depends on how Mikel Arteta wants to play this as well. Does he see Chukwesi as such a huge threat that he is going to worry about it or if he does play Tierney advise him or instruct him not to bomb on so much I don't think so I don't see Mikel Arteta as going into this game and thinking I'm gonna let um Villarreal dictate what I'm gonna do I think to or, or, I think in a sense at the beginning of his Arsenal tenure I think Mikel Arteta was too pragmatic and was too focused on what the opposition were gonna do and that led to us being dull and boring. And we've still been dull and boring at times recently. You know, there's no getting away from that. But I think that you've got to, I think you've got to play your own game. And I, I you know, I'm, we're not looking at Bayern Munich here or Manchester City and going, well, these lot are so bloody good that we can't go and play our own game. And we have to worry about what they're going to do first and foremost. I think this is a game between two sides who are, I'm, I'm not even going to say evenly matched. I think Arsenal are on their Arsenal at their best are better than Villarreal at their best. I, I do believe that, and I think that Xhaka is a leader. Um, Tierney is too, but if there are any doubts about Tierney's fitness, then um, then uh, then then for me, Xhaka is the answer, or, or sh it's not the answer. He's not the complete. He's not the ideal solution. But he's the one I would go with uh, for me. But let's see. Let's see how it goes. Right. I'm going to go with my prediction. So my prediction for this one is Villarreal 1, Arsenal 3. That's my prediction for tonight. I feel like we're going to score goals. Villarreal uh, are not particularly watertight defensively. Not saying Arsenal are either, but I think that we've got the players in the forward positions to really hurt them. And if we can take our chances tonight, we stand to put ourselves in a really good position going into the second leg. The chances will be there. Um, I'm very confident of that.
but let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Get your predictions in the live chat box. And while you're doing that, let's check in on how many likes we have currently. Uh, make sure you smash the like button if you haven't done so already. It really, really does help. If you're listening to us via the audio, then uh, please leave us a review. Uh, we've only got 42 likes at the moment, but there's over 200 of you watching us. Uh, so make sure you smash that like button. Let's get it up to at least um, at least 100 between now and the end of the stream. If you've got any questions, chuck them in. I'll pick up a couple of those uh, before we uh, we sign out. Uh, I saw somebody ask a little bit earlier on, and forgive me, I've forgotten who it was because the comment section has moved on, but somebody asked if we're going to be doing a watch along tonight. We absolutely are. Tune in tonight at 7.45 p.m. right here on this channel for our live watch along. Um, looking forward to that, and uh, let's see. Uh, Shano, ever the optimist, says, I came back to see if Harry changed his mind. Ari Xhaka at left back. Guess not. So 3-0 Villarreal. I, I love your optimism, Shano. Honestly, um, it it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Ricky says, hi, Harry. Do you think Xhaka, do you, how do you think Xhaka will do against Chukwes? We've touched on that quite a bit. So um, I'm not going to repeat myself. But yeah, I, I don't think that Xhaka is the ideal person to face Chukwesi. But in the event that Tierney's not fit enough to start, I think on the balance of the whole team and the balance of the whole team and how it affects us and taking into consideration the fact that Villarreal play with two centre-forwards, I think a left-back who is not going to get caught up the pitch is probably um, the best option of a bunch of bad options, if that makes sense. Um Kenny G says, I'll go as far as to say that Xhaka starting at left-back is a sackable offence. Um, John Daly says, do you think a consistent 11 would be better for the club? I think in an ideal world, John, um, you know, a consistent 11 helps, right? But we're in a really strange season in terms of the fact that games are coming thick and fast in terms of the fact that there is very little rest time in between matches. We've also been killed by injury problems this season. Um, and it's been difficult for Mikel to pick the same starting 11. I think you only have to look around at the Premier League and how many changes some of the teams who are not particularly uh, known for making changes frequently have made to understand that this is a problem that is being faced by managers, um, you know, all over the country, all over the world, all over the continent. So let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I know it would be better. Yeah, in an ideal world, I'd love to see a settled starting eleven. But I'm just not sure that it's it's feasible at this moment. Uh, Abdul Rahman says, uh, Harry, do you think that Oba was, would start because Laka had that injury? I think there's a strong possibility that Aubameyang is the fitter of the two right now. Because, of course, Lacazette was a, another one who looked like he was going to be out for a number of weeks. And all of a sudden seems to have made this miraculous uh, recovery. But... Um, but I think that Lacazette gives us a better balance in that position. I think Lacazette playing there gets more out of Saka, gets more out of Pepe and more out of Smithrow around them. Uh, so I like that idea uh, more. But yeah, you, you make a good point. You know, Aubameyang uh, could be given the nod. And, and for me, given that, you know, 24 hours ago, I thought that none of them will be playing. Um, one or the other will do. Um, honestly, we can't be fussy, can we? Uh, given 
sort of how unlikely it was that they were going to feature. And now we know that they're both in contention. Uh, Buenos Aires Guna goes back to the Xhaka point. This is a big controversial point with you guys, as I can tell from the chat box. He says, the problem with Xhaka at left back is he provides no attacking support down the flanks. But you saw how we took Slavia Prague apart away from home without Granit Xhaka bombing down the left-hand side. With Ceballos pulling out to that slightly left position, and then Nicolas Pepe playing on the left. I think that Arsenal can can live without that. Tierney plays, he gives you the best of both worlds, right? He gives you the ability to uh, to, to be more effective in the final third with the support that he provides, but he also gives you a uh, defensive stability. But that's an ideal world. And if Kieran Tierney is fit, then of course he starts. But if he's not, which I, you know, I worry that Mikel's going to throw him in tonight. Um on the basis of being like 50% fit. And I worry that that could do further damage to him. But let's see. Let's see, right? Um, the one final thing I want to say before I, I end the stream is, is this. <laughs> Remember after the first leg against Slavia Prague when we conceded that late goal? Remember the meltdown that followed that and the, the overreaction that came from sections of our fan base that's never helpful. So if we do come away from Villarreal tonight with a far from ideal result, let's not go into meltdown. We can talk about what went wrong. Of course, we can criticise, we can an analyse, we can, you know, reflect on, on what we could have potentially done differently. But the level of meltdown in the event that we don't get the result we need tonight or want tonight has to be controlled because there is a second leg to come next Thursday. And and we can still potentially turn a tie around, even if tonight's result is not great. Look, if we go and get beat 3-0 tonight, that's a different story. But if we we draw 0-0 or we're beaten 1-0 or we're beaten 2-1, it's not the end of the world. So let's temper that reaction. And I'm saying this in advance because I know what Arsenal fans in general are like. But, you know, let's um let's let's be measured in our reaction to this game. We know that we're not the Arsenal of years gone by. We know that we're not a stronger side as we have been in previous seasons. And so for me, as as you said, what says in the chat, tonight is all about supporting the team. This game, and I'm, I, you know, the Newcastle game on Sunday, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it doesn't even matter to me. It's all about this Europa League. And so let's focus on tonight. Let's get behind the team. Let's get behind them going into the second leg as well. And that can only be helpful. Um, John P says, sorry, sorry, Harry, people will melt down. No question if we get a bad result today. I will stay away from most media if we do. Yeah. And, and you know, that it, it drives us mad, doesn't it? Um, it drives us mad. Uh, Shano says, no, for me, there is no excuses. Win or bust. But what if we lose, if we draw tonight, and then we win the second leg. We're still through, mate. So the outcome is still the same. So I don't understand that the whole point of European football is that it is played over two legs and you have 180 minutes to, to do the job. When tonight's game finishes, we'll be at half point, halfway point in this tie and no further. So just like you would temper the meltdown if it was half time in a game, <laughs> you'd have to do the same here as well. But yeah, look, the negativity is not helpful, right? It's for the first time since God knows when we were all united last Friday in our sort of protest and uh, towards the Cronkies and KSC. 
Let's continue that unity. Support the team because they need our support tonight because, quite frankly, we're not very fucking good anymore. They need the support. Let's get behind them and come on. Let's go out there and do the job. Right. Going to leave it there. And I'll be back, as I said, for the watch along tonight at 7.45 p.m. Come and join me for that. And of course, we'll be doing a post-match show around about 10.15 tonight. I'm going to leave you with one final comment. Come on, you gunners. Let's do it. Big, big game. Let's hope we can get the result that we're all looking for. I'll catch you all later. Until then, take care. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.